to the That's Ball Folks podcast. I am your host, Josh Reynolds. This is episode 14. Happy New Year's. We talk about a lot of things. We talk about our New Year's resolutions. We talk about my fantasy football team and my just unbelievable ride to the championship. The Eagles, sadly, are on a two-game skid. We'll dive into that. The Sixers are basically like my ex-girlfriend, and I'll explain that in further detail. Luca's a freak of nature. My Utes are taking on Penn State in the Rose Bowl Monday afternoon. And as I mentioned, we'll dive into some New Year's resolutions, but sports edition. How's everybody doing? How was everybody's Christmas and New Year's? I hope it was great. Christmas is always great, or just holiday season is great, whether you celebrate Christmas or not. Spending time with your family, focusing on the things that matter, all that good stuff. Uh, some exciting news, uh, which I found out over the break. I will be headed to the Masters this year, which is very exciting. It's been a bucket list thing of mine for a while. And I'm also going to be playing around at Pebble Beach uh, with my family, which I am so stoked about. Another bucket list thing. So uh, only mentioning this because we are going to be doing live episodes from both of those. And it's going to be great. So keep a stay tuned and keep an eye out for that. It's going to be amazing. Uh, New Year's was hilarious. I hope you all had a fun New Year's. So New Year's is funny, right? It's it's the same every year where I kind of build it up in my mind to be this awesome thing. Think we're going to have this awesome party or do something sweet. And then the expectations are always too high and we kind of fall short. Uh, our game plan backfired. We have a two-year-old daughter, as you all know. And our plan was, hey, no nap. We're going to go no nap today so that she falls asleep early. She's out for the night. Great. We can have the evening to ourselves, watch a movie, have some dinner, whatever. So we we do it, and she makes it up until 7 p.m. We go to dinner beforehand with my in-laws. Uh, it was great. The food was terrible. That's another story. Uh, but she falls asleep at 7, excited. It was a little power nap. She was maybe asleep for less than an hour, and she woke right up and rallied until 11. So awesome. <laughs> we, we ended up literally laying in bed and watching a, the Comedy Central roast of James Franco. Uh, once she fell asleep, kind of hilarious, but anyway, hope you guys had a, a, a funner new year's than that. Uh, but I want to hear about it. So hit me up. Also, my favorite things, uh, seem to be a hit. I like doing that again. I like doing giveaways. I think that's fun. I've always liked it and I want to continue that. That's not going to go anywhere, but the feedback I got was great. We gave away some cool things. People seemed excited, bunch of Philly stuff again, it's my favorite things, right? So shout out to the winners. Uh, Sarah got the Ute stuff, uh, the Britain Covey jersey we gave away, gave away a retro Eagles jersey, retro Sixers jersey. Uh, what else did we give away? Oh, and a bead hoodie, which is so sweet, and a signed Kyle Kuzma jersey, signed Tobias Harris jersey. Anyway, great things. So shout out everybody who won. Uh, we're gonna be we're gonna be doing that and kind of cementing it as a permanent tradition, which should be a fun thing. Um, Maybe I F around and do it every six months because I want to do it earlier than that. Time will tell. Time will tell. Um, I want to talk about this. I just got a notification and we're going to bump this up because it's something that needs to be talked about sooner rather than later. So my fantasy football team, I mentioned it our last episode, which was a couple weeks ago. I limped into the playoffs. Uh, turns out I'm in the championship and turns out my team got very hot at the right time. So, Let me break down my roster again for those who don't remember. People actually seem to be invested in this and excited about it. So we're going to, we're going to talk about it. So I have Jared Goff. 
he has been, say what you want about him and the Lions. He's been awesome this year. Very, very fun. The scoring is skewed in our league. So quarterbacks actually get six points per touchdown. Um, so we, we just, and uh, a point per 10 yards. So we, we, it's just higher scoring, right? So everybody still gets the same amount of points. It's just higher scoring. So Goff has been amazing. I'm going to break down my roster. I'm going to break down the guy I'm playing against. I tweeted something out. People seemed really excited. So uh, a bunch of you actually. So here's a little update. Jared Goff went off for me today. 255 yards, three touchdowns, put up 42.7 points. Amazing start. Christian McCaffrey held it down again. 121 yards rushing, a touchdown. He had 25.3 points. Saquon Barkley, man, he's got me to this point. And I've been pumped out of my mind. And I am so sad. He let me down in the championship. Only had five points. Brutal. Also, DK Metcalf. He hasn't had a great season. But he's had a good enough season that I got to the championship. Dude had one reception for three yards today. He had .3 points. Absolutely killed me. A.J. Brown, love him. Again, he's got me to this point. 18.7 points. Taysom Hill, I got a lot, a lot of crap on Twitter for starting Taysom Hill, and he did exactly what I thought he was going to do. Had only one reception for nine yards, but he had a rushing touchdown. Ended with 12.9 points. Great. Now, this is a dude who I just scratched my head about. Aaron Jones, he could not buy a touchdown, which makes me really sad especially with the Packers putting up 41 points. A lot of those came from special teams, whatever. He only had 11 points. I did start the Giants defense. They had a touchdown and a pick, only gave up 10 points. They had 20 points for me. Got the Cowboys kicker. Dude had 10. So I I put up 146.5 points. That's a lot of points. Now, my buddy Derek, who I'm playing against, I cannot get over this, and I will not get over it. Maybe till the day I die. I will hate Mike Evans. I will genuinely hate Mike Evans. His last eight weeks combined, he had 46.3 points combined. And today, of all days, he has 46.7 in one game. 10 receptions, 207 yards, and three touchdowns. Makes me want to throw up. Unbelievable. To put this in perspective, our league, it's a $200 buy-in. Like We're playing for $2,400. This is, I mean, I would be sick regardless, but like, this is a big payout. It's all uh, high school buddies and we've played for a long time and it makes me really sad because Mike freaking Evans. Also, Austin Eckler had a great game. He had 31 points for, for Derek's team. So basically I've got 146.5 to currently 118.8 lead. I'm projected to lose. He has the Ravens defense who's playing right now and he has Justin Tucker Uh, obviously the Ravens kicker. He also has Joe Burrow. So the odds are 100% stacked against me. If freaking Mike Evans wouldn't have shown up like he did, I I would have a real, real shot. I have a tiny shot, but it's going to take a miracle. I need Pittsburgh's offense to explode tonight. I need Justin Tucker to either not get a chance to kick or miss some kicks, preferably miss some kicks because it will go minus points. And I love Joe Burrow. I've never rooted against Joe Burrow a day in his entire life, entire career. But I'm going to need him to to not show up tomorrow night against Buffalo. Look, I never root against injuries. We talked about this earlier. I mentioned about Anthony Davis, and I maybe jinxed him a couple episodes ago. If Joe Burrow happens to tweak his ankle the first drive, he's only out a week, I wouldn't be the saddest guy in the world. Again, I don't root for injuries. But if that happened to happen, if that's meant to be, I'm not going to argue it. Anyway, 
sick to my stomach. I had to wait until this evening to record this episode. This is Sunday night that I'm recording this uh, because I had to watch the end of the Niners Raiders game. I thought McCaffrey was going to get another chance at a touchdown, crazy ending. And they end up with the ball at like the two yard line, just centering it so that Robbie gold could kick the game winning field goal. Ugh. Fantasy football. What a freaking joke. Anyway, there's a breakdown. I'll keep you all posted. Uh, if you follow me on Twitter, then you're already updated, but you know what? I'll do the same because a lot of people seem to be interested in it. Fantasy football. You hate it and you love it. Speaking of football, what happened to the Eagles? Well, we know exactly what happened to the Eagles. It's Jalen Hurts got hurt, but what did we see today? The Gardner Minshew we saw today was not the Gardner Minshew we saw against Dallas last week. Not even close. Coming off a two game losing streak with losses against the Cowboys, in Dallas, and the Saints in Philly today. Again, Menchu looked amazing last week. The offense, I, I did not expect this air raid offense where Devontae Smith and A.J. Brown were just going to have all these receptions. Look, a couple of the picks he threw last week, they were wrestled balls right out of the receiver's hands. Yes, maybe not the best throws, but look, a backup quarterback coming in for his first playing time this year, you can't really fault him. Threw for a ton of yards, whatever. But what we saw today was not it. Not it at all. The offense, besides that one long bomb touchdown of A.J. Brown's, the offense looked terrible. Absolutely terrible. And that was one play. If it showed anything, I think it's absolutely solidified. Yes, I'm biased, but I think it is solidified that Jalen Hurts is this year's NFL MVP. I, I genuinely do. The most valuable player, clearly it has showed. Now, look. If you take Patrick Mahomes off the Chiefs, of course they're going to struggle as well. I get that. But the Eagles are the hottest, were the hottest team in the entire league. And the two games he's been out, they've lost. The, the Cowboys don't scare me one bit. Like, again, that was Garner Minshew, and we went toe-to-toe with them. It was a wire-to-wire game, went all the way down to the wire. But you don't lose to the Saints at home, especially when the Eagles have their draft pick next year. So this is brutal. Read a tweet earlier. Earlier in the season, it was looking like that Saints draft pick could even be a top-three pick. Then they kind of start winning some game, not winning some games, but they win one game here. It's a top five pick still. Now it looks like it's not even going to be a top 10 pick. Still just falls out of the top 10. Cool, but brutal. You can't lose to the Saints at home. You really can't. Brutal. Now we need, uh, again, we need Jalen Hurts back. We need him back for the game against New York next week. Speaking of New York, did anybody see Kayvon Thibodeau do a snow angel after he sacked and hurt very badly? Nick Foles. What a clown. What a clown. You had to know the dude tackled him. Like he sacked him. He landed right on top of him. I'm sure he could hear him screaming because you can see from the angle that Nick Foles is on the ground screaming. There's no denying that. Thibodeau had to know he was hurt and just laid there and kept doing snow angels while Foles is just writhing in pain on the ground. That's really brutal. I would love to see it. Look, Foles is going to be a Philly legend. Always. I, I would love to see somebody go after him next week. <laughs> Take some exception to it. Foles wins the city a, uh, a touchdown. I hope a player on the Eagles kind of has his back, and you know the offensive line will. So excited to see that. But, yeah, that was brutal. Ne- I'm, I'm nervous, man. I genuinely am. Next week, uh, by the way, I was so happy to see the Vikings lose. That was delightful. Good for the Packers. Uh, but I am nervous. I am genuinely nervous about next week. Part of me thinks, and I think we'll find out next week, if AJ Brand or excuse me, if Jalen Hurts plays next week and doesn't really skip a beat, it makes me think, okay, if this was the playoffs, maybe he could have powered through his shoulder injury. Maybe it was something that's like, hey, 
Like, we're being super cautious. This isn't life or death right now. We're in the playoffs regardless. We clinched. Yes, we're battling for a seed, but take a break because we feel confident in our backup. Look, last week, Garner Minshew is not your average backup. This week, he looked like your average backup. So I understand that thought process. But if Hurts has to come back next week, and if he does and looks like he hasn't skipped a beat, then great. But I'm nervous about that. Mentioned his shoulder in my prayers every night since, and uh, that's not going to stop. So if God cares about sports, then he certainly cares about <laughs> Jalen Hurts' shoulder. And certainly he should care about my fantasy football team and uh, Joe Burrow's health. So we'll find out. So that leads us right into the Philadelphia 76ers. I mentioned earlier that they remind me a lot of my ex, and let me explain. They appear to be great. They do little things that make you think they've changed, that just keep you coming back in, that once you've finally given up and thrown in the towel, they say, hey, look, I'm sorry, I changed. Take a look. These are all the changes I made. They look great for a little bit. Things seem to be going really well. You think, you know what? Wow, this really might work. And then, boom, a couple weeks later, they show their true colors. And that's exactly what happened. So the Sixers went on this eight-game heater, and I loved every second of it. They had a terrible loss to the Rockets and then rattled off good wins. Really good wins. They beat the Lakers, the Hornets, the Kings, the Warriors, the Raptors, the Pistons, the Clippers, and the Knicks on Christmas Day. Only to follow it up with a bad loss to the Wizards a terrible loss to the Wizards, and then a loss to the Pelicans. Now, the Pelicans I'm not too upset about because the Pelicans are a good team, but they gave up so many freaking points to C.J. McCollum. The dude had his career high. Like, you can't, especially when in the first half he hit like six threes. It's like, hey, maybe we run him off the three-point line a little bit in the second half. Nope, they didn't, and ended up with 42. He had 11 threes. You can't be doing that. He had 42 and Zion at 36. That's brutal. Look, P.J. Tucker, bless his soul, he was given the assignment to guard Zion Williamson. That's not going to happen. I don't know what the defensive assignments should be because Valanchunas, obviously, you have to have him beat on him. I, I, I mean, that's what they have to do. Luckily, this isn't a matchup that we have to worry about. If this is the NBA Finals, then yeah, of course, I'm going to be really, really worried. But we play them one more time coming up tomorrow, actually, uh, on Monday. And that's it. But that's the, it just was the most frustrating part about all of this is looking at the rotations. We're going to talk about this a little bit later in our New Year's resolution segment. But there were many times where the lineup on the floor made no sense. Tyrese Maxey made his return. He was back. It was great. He was on a minute restriction. But That aside, there is absolutely no reason that there should be a lineup without James Harden and Joel Embiid, one of them, at least on the floor. And we'll dive into that a little bit later. But rough. They followed it up with a win the next day against the Thunder. I'm glad they at least did that. But it's going to be real interesting here in uh, in a little bit because I, I just am curious to see the the Jazz or excuse me the Sixers are about to go on a West Coast swing and I said the Jazz because I will be attending that game coming up on the 14th out here in Utah but uh road trips can get scary and especially this road trip where they have Utah Lakers Clippers Blazers and Kings and the Kings are fun they're still fun turns out they're really fun so I, I'm I'm worried about it and Bead's doing his thing Harden's doing his thing. They got to get help, and that help has to come with the rotations. It has to. 
And Doc's not doing himself any favors, and I hate to see that. And I hate to say it because, you know what, coming off of an eight-game win streak like that, look, you're not going to win every single game for the rest of the season, but you can't have games like that where you slump down. You don't lose to the Wizards. I don't care where that game is played. It could be played on the moon. You don't lose to the Wizards. And you uh, follow it up with the stinker where you give up a ton of points to C.J. McCollum, who I love, by the way, but that's a – you don't, you don't ever want to be on the other side when uh, somebody has their career best, and that's exactly what happened. Now, speaking of career best, let's talk about Luka Doncic for a second. The dude just last night had his third 50-point game of the season, and that is following up a unbelievable performance. We all know it. We all saw it. His 60-point, 21-rebound, 10-assist game against the Knicks, an overtime winner. The dude is unbelievable. They have won six in a row, correct? And there's no signs of them slowing down. I said this earlier, but if Mark Cuban and management with the Dallas Mavericks didn't get on the phone the second Luka made that putback on his missed free throw with every single team in the league trying to get another star to Dallas, it is a total miss. Luka is young. He is very young. But you cannot waste what he is doing right now. You simply Cannot do it. You have to have two stars on a team, maybe even more, to win in this league. You have to. Luka is doing this because he is required to do it. Nobody else on the team can do this. Nobody's capable of it. He needs help. You look at this last stretch uh, with wins against the Timberwolves, the Rockets, the Lakers, the Knicks, the Rockets, and the Spurs. Those aren't good teams. But again, what he is doing is unbelievable. 51 points last night. 35 the night before that game. We just talked about 60 points. The game before that 32, 50 and 25. He's incredible. He is absolutely incredible. He is now in first place in the entire league with points per game at 34.2 a game. And beat is just right behind. He is amazing. If you all can take a step back and remember my preseason projections and predictions, I had Luca winning MVP this year, but I had one contingency on that, and it's going to be where they end up landing seed-wise. Because right now, if the season ended, they're in fourth place. Luka gets the MVP. I don't even think it's close. People will debate. My guy swipe up online. He's going to argue until the day he dies that Jokic should win it. That's great. The Nuggets are in first place. Jokic is balling out. I get it. But Luka is doing things nobody in history of basketball has done before. And has his team limping. All by himself, he is just shouldering the load, doing everything he possibly can, and this team's in fourth place. They've got a half-game lead on the Kings, who I love and we talked about earlier, and the Clippers, who are who are uh, both three and a half games back. They're two games behind Memphis. The top of the Western Conference is amazing. We talked about it. We talk about it every single episode, how strange this NBA season is, but it is so fun. There's so much parody, and I love to see it. But again, bless his soul. I don't know how much longer Luka can do this. And their schedule goes from very easy with this nice little win streak to very hard very quickly. They open up tomorrow at the Rockets. Again, they should win that game. But then they go Boston, New Orleans, OKC, and then they go on a West Coast swing as well, playing the Clippers, Lakers, uh, Trailblazers twice, and then back home against the Hawks, who we're going to talk about in a second as well. But Luka, absolute freak of nature. Balling out, please, for the love of all that is holy, get our dude some help. Immediately.
Okay, friends, by now you know I'm a huge fan of Griffles Plasma, but you may not know why I'm a fan. I mean, when I started donating plasma, I literally had no idea why I was giving. Where my plasma went, who it helped, if anybody, none of it, nada. But later, my dad had surgery and complications that he battled for like 14 years. That's when I learned all about plasma. And my whole family got on the plasma donation roster. Why? Because plasma makes medicines. And anyone, you, me, a friend, family member, heck, even an all-star shooting guard, anyone could need plasma medicine at any time. So if you're looking to help somebody, if you want to show your good side, give plasma. Sure, you get compensated every donation, but this is about so much more. Learn how plasma helps people and find a center near you at grifflesplasma.com. Tell them Josh sent you. This advertisement is a paid promotion. There's genuinely few things I love more than a quality shirt that represents my squads that I can wear any day of the week. My guys over at Die Hard Addicts have some of the best Philly sports shirts you could ever dream of. Whether it's the Sixers, the Phillies, the Birds, they've got you covered with all things Philly sports. We're not talking those like cheap, thin quality shirts either. They've got heavy duty, good quality graphic tees that are money. I just scored the Princess Diana shirt for her wearing that Birds jacket. Couldn't possibly love it more. Hit them up on Instagram at DieHardAddicts or visit them at their website at www.DieHardAddicts.com. When you find something you like, use code JOSH24 for 10% off your order. Die Hard Addicts, providing Die Hard's custom gear to support their addiction. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Are you sick of spending time caring for your lawn? Have you spent too much time mowing it or even just keeping it alive? Are you tired of wasting resources and money watering it? If you are like me, the answer is yes to all of those. You should consider artificial grass. Beehive Turf out of northern Utah will transform your yard into looking beautiful all year round. Check out Beehive Turf on Instagram. Give them a call today for a free quote. Beehive Turf, take the sting out of caring for your lawn. I would be mad at myself if we didn't talk about it, so we have to. My University of Utah Utes playing in the Rose Bowl for the second straight year against Penn State tomorrow. Finally, a bunch of you hit me up and wanted action. Uh, thank goodness. My guy, Sixer Sneakers, hit me up on Twitter. Uh, we still need to – I'm actually going to shoot him a DM because we need to finalize our bet. However, I feel really good about it. Watching the college football games last night, which both of them were unbelievable, made me only even more excited for the Rose Bowl tomorrow. Shout out TCU. They're awesome. Rough go for Michigan. That's a tough way to lose uh, and break up your undefeated season. And uh, I want to say I feel bad, and I'll explain myself in a second, but that ending of the Ohio State-Georgia game last night was unbelievable. 
Now, it, uh, me and my wife were sitting there watching it. They zoom in on Ohio State's kicker right before when they're marching down the field, and he looks scared out of his mind. I turned to her, and I said, uh, he's going to miss this watch. And sure enough, he missed it. But I don't think any of us thought he would miss it by 40 yards left. I don't think it was long enough. I don't think that obviously clearly wasn't on target. Uh, he immediately, the holder, put his hands on his head. So I'm sure the holder didn't put the laces out. Something happened. I felt bad for him because I thought TCU Ohio State would have been awesome. I think Georgia is going to smack TCU. I would love to be wrong. Uh, but I don't feel bad for the Ohio State kicker because it just so happens that last year in the Rose Bowl, a lot of you remember, Utah tied it up late. Backup quarterback Bryson Barnes comes in, lofts a beautiful little touchdown pass up into the end zone. Dalton Kincaid brings it in. We've got ourselves a tie game. Uh, we kick it off. Too much time left on the clock. Ohio State ends up returning the ball to like the 40. Bing, bang, boom. Couple plays. Ohio State kicks a game-winning field goal. And shout out our guy, uh, Mika Bernard, because he played both ways. Had an unbelievable catch in the corner of the end zone. Just He hadn't played DB since high school, and we were so banged up in the secondary that he had to play DB. He got torched. It's not his fault, but he also dove to block the kick, laying down, face down, and Ohio State's kicker waved goodbye to him. And uh, karma, pal. Sweet, sweet justice. You do that, and then you miss the game-winning field goal against the defending national champions in the college football playoff by a record amount, 40 yards left. I don't really know if it was 40 yards. It might, it might have even been more. It wasn't close. Anyway, amazing game. But I am very excited for tomorrow. I feel way better going into the Rose Bowl this year than I did last year. I think Utah is way deeper on defense, on offense. Yes, our best players on offense and defense are sitting. Uh, Dalton Kincaid, who... I don't care what anybody says. He is the best tight end in college football. He is out due to an injury, but he also is going to get drafted, so I get it. And Clark Phillips, our absolute stud, DB, is out for the draft. Again, if I was in his shoes, I would do the same thing. But on the Penn State side, they've got a couple studs who are sitting for the draft as well. So I feel good. I really do. I know Penn State's got a, a, a couple really good young running backs. I think their quarterback is solid. As long as he's in the pocket, we got to put some pressure on him. It's going to be a good game, and I'm excited to see it. If you guys hear this before the game, I know kickoff's at like 5 Eastern. This episode will come out first thing Monday morning. If you hear this and still on action, it's not too late. Hit me up. Hell, even if it's like the second half of the game, uh, <laughs> I'm a degenerate. I need help, so hit me up. I would love to bet. I would love to gamble with you. I want to end with this. I thought this would be kind of a fun thing. Everybody loves New Year's resolutions. Everybody does them. Nobody sticks to them. Well, not nobody, but a good chunk of people don't stick to them. And I wanted to start with this. So we'll start at the top. This is a sports edition of New Year's resolutions, and we need to start with Doc Rivers. There are a lot of things that a lot of people say about Doc Rivers. We're not going to dive too deep into the weeds. I'm not going to get too mean. I'm not going to say anything that shouldn't be said or that's going to break the internet. What I am going to say, and I touched on it earlier, is Doc's New Year's resolution should be to never, ever, ever in a million years, I don't care what it is, roll out a lineup on the floor without James Harden or Joel Embiid at least playing. There's no reason to do it. Look, with Tyrese Maxey getting slowly back into things, okay, you're a little bit justified. But there is simply no reason to do that. You have to have one of them on the floor always. Also, a little New Year's resolution. Maybe this one could go to, the, to uh, the front office of the Sixers. 
let's get Joel Embiid a good backup. I have been so outspoken about this that we didn't know what we had until it was gone, and that's Andre Drummond. Andre Drummond was Joel Embiid's best backup he's had his entire career. He was very underappreciated. He was very loved. And guess what? Brooklyn knew that. Brooklyn wanted him in the James Harden trade because they knew if we matched up with them in the playoffs, they had to take away our shooting. They had to take away our backup big because when Joel's off the floor, Drummond was a stud. And we need to get another backup. I don't know a name. I can't throw out a name. I have no idea, but we need to get somebody. I was just laughing on Twitter because my guy Sixers boardroom was saying, somebody tweeted at him and said, hey, we need to get Joel a good backup or a good big backup. And he replied and said, hey, uh, let's start with getting somebody who's actually big. Montrez Harrell is great for what he does, but he is an undersized big. He cannot be the answer when Joel goes to the bench. So we'll start there. Those are two pretty good New Year's resolutions, I think. This one we have to touch on. <gasps> Shout out my buddy Riker for kind of giving me the idea. Um, again, I feel bad. A couple episodes ago, I said we were talking about Anthony Davis and the incredible run that he went on. And I said, you know what? He shouldn't be in MVP talks because he was. And people really wanted to just vault him up there. He had a couple good games. And I said, let's see how long he can continue this. Because the one knock on Anthony Davis is that he gets hurt more than anybody else in the league. And sure enough, I said, I'm not wishing injuries on anybody. We'll see. But I would bet my life that he doesn't stay healthy. And now he has been out indefinitely with his foot injury. And I hate that. But his New Year's <laughs> Riker, I'm going to read it word for word. He said his New Year's resolution should be to never leave the house without an ankle and knee brace strapped on. And that's funny. It's also sad, but it's also true. That dude is Mr. Glass. I don't know if any of you have seen the famous M. Night Shyamalan movie, Unbreakable, Bruce Willis, amazing movie. They made uh, Mr. Glass with uh, Samuel L. Jackson. That's Anthony Davis. It is, and it's sad, but he can't stay healthy. And I don't think a lot of people or enough people talk about that. When you talk about Joel Embiid and putting him on these lists and the MVP list and all-time great lists, all they want to bring up is how he's injury-prone and how he can't play a full season. Why doesn't anybody talk about that with Anthony Davis? Nobody does, and they need to because that dude is hurt way too much. A couple other of my favorite New Year's resolutions that were thrown out. Uh, Zach Wilson, bless his heart. Maybe let's focus on avoiding moms and uh, focus a little bit more on football next year. I think that's a really good one. And uh, Trey Young. We need to talk about this whole Trey Young situation because it's it's slowly turning into a nightmare. And he needs to be labeled as a coach killer and toxic. He does. We already saw it earlier. We talked about it with our guy uh, who coached in Philly for a long time. He was excellent. Lloyd Pierce. Trey basically ran him out of town. Now, look, things didn't go as planned right out of the gate in Atlanta. I understand that. But now there's a Shams article that came out just a couple days ago that just said, hey, like in the midst of this crazy season that's going on, Nate McMillan is like legitimately considering resigning. At some point, we have to look at the common denominator here, and it's Trey Young. It's brutal. You bring in DeJounte Murray, you make these offseason moves, you trade Kevin Herter, who, by the way, is balling out in Sacramento. But you make all these moves thinking that you're going to surround Trey Young with the best possible team. And guess what? It's not working. It's not going as planned. That sucks. But you do not need to run out your head coach. Nate McMillan's a good coach. Atlanta's sitting at 17-19. and 19. They're in ninth place right now. But I don't think... Nate McMillan is the, is the issue. I don't. And I think Trey Young is part of this problem. Uh, 
I was reading somewhere that Vegas has the best odds of another superstar landing uh, of, of the basically the teams who had the highest odds uh, to acquire Trey Young if they move him. And Dallas was number one at the, on that list. And I hate that. For Luka's sake, for just the sake of basketball in general, I do not want Trey Young in Dallas. I don't think that's really going to happen, but I hate it. And I'm curious if Atlanta is ultimately going to decide to move on from Trey Young or if they've invested too much. I don't know, but we need to start looking at that and focusing on Trey Young as a bad coach guy if this Nate McMillan deal goes south, which it already looks like it is, but we need to focus on that. Basketball stuff aside, though, I think a great New Year's resolution for Trey Young would be to just go all in. Shave that head of yours, buddy. Do it. You're hanging on. I appreciate it. A lot of guys hang on. I don't have this issue, so maybe if I was in your shoes, I would do I would do the same thing. I think you just jump. Let's dive right in. Buzz your head. Shave it. I think it would take a lot of adjustment. People you would people wouldn't really know how to react. Guess what? Next year, nobody cares. Wear a headband if it bugs you. But I think you should lean into it. Let's shave that head of yours. I think that's a great idea. Those are some good New Year's resolutions. We'll start there. If you guys have good New Year's resolutions, sports-wise, like these, fire them my way. I would love to hear them. I'm going to hit you up on Twitter, on Instagram. Let's hear your feedback. I really appreciate it. That's all I've got this week. Again, it's been a lot. There have been a couple weeks, so we've been trying to catch up on it. Uh, I would love to hear your guys' feedback. As always, I genuinely love and appreciate you guys. Moving into this new year, we've got some great, fun, exciting things coming with the podcast. We're going to be rolling out video here coming up uh, in just a couple weeks. Really excited for that. We've got some awesome sponsors coming on board. Big things coming, and I really appreciate it because without you guys, none of that would be possible at all. So as always, thank you so much for everything you do. Thanks for listening. Thanks for the reviews. If you haven't left a review yet, please do the whole like, subscribe, review, do all that jazz, and uh, keep tabs on social, on Twitter, because big things are coming, and I'm excited for you guys to see them. Love you all. Hope you have a fantastic week. Let's go, Utes. Let's go Sixers, and heaven forbid, let's go Birds. I'll talk to you guys next week. Be nice to each other, and uh, that's all, folks. to do's less time and an infinite number of tools to keep track of sometimes doing business has never felt harder but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals you can just use hubspot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier imagine this high quality leads fast closing deals wildly happy customers and more benchmark breaking quarters it's not a miracle it's hubspot visit hubspot.com to get started today